0: And we are live! Hello, everyone. Welcome for another episode of the Puppet Podcast. Yeah, another day, another interview, another time zone. So cool. I'm so excited about this. So, yeah, we. I just want before, always, I say, before we go into the interview, I want to drop some stuff. You know, we are in a funny time right now, but... I'm really part of the positive people and the people who want maybe to find in this moment a way to take advantage and get opportunities. So that's why we create um, this Patreon page. This Patreon is about workshop and it's online stuff about um, uh, promoting your job, promoting puppet art. So, We have this wonderful workshop who's coming. This is our Patreon. We have done some explanation over there about why we're doing this. So the workshop happening this weekend will be about Mr. Leo. Mr. Leo, it's it's loading right now, but it's here. Mr. Leo, I've done some outdoor puppet show during this time and we want to know how it was and we want to know also how he promote online he is really active and he put his stuff online out there and i i we find in love about (laughs) in love with this guy and how he do it so we want everyone to like have his experience and share it so yeah have a look just below we have this link about patreon and i want everyone to get the chance to look at this and and yeah be part of our patreon community and join us during this weekend on this workshop so this is the publicity so now we will go into the wonderful interview and i get the chance to connect with a lot of people from the la community and i'm really impressed because they have so much stuff going on over there like the movie the, the Disney and and I have Aaron de la Pena who is right there and he will talk to you his part his workshop he's in in his workshop so please welcome into the screen Mr. Aaron de la Pena hi
1: hi everybody uh thanks for having me I'm glad to be here
0: ah, I'm so happy you you accept and and yeah, I want to, to know, I, I don't want to say everything. So could you maybe present yourself to the people and people could ask also questions during the interview and and yeah. down where they are. So could you introduce your company to us?
1: Yeah, uh, my name is uh, Aaron De la Pena. Uh, I'm from Pro Puppet Makers. Uh, Pro Puppet Makers is uh, primarily uh, a hand and rod puppet uh, company based in Southern California uh and most of our projects are are shoot in la and hollywood and, and that sort of general vicinity um we build puppets for uh television theater uh streaming media live shows uh theme parks uh you name it we've pretty much we've pretty much done it uh large large puppets that were 30 feet long uh that we just did uh recently for the Hollywood bowl uh and to little small puppets that you know are three inches long so
2: <laughs>
0: yeah that's so cool. So diversified. You do a lot of different kind of puppetry.
1: Yeah, uh it's 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 uh it's been a a passion and uh I started when I was um around 8 years old. Uh I'm now uh, 37 years old. So every year it just keeps on escalating into I turn around there's an actual career behind me of doing this for a living, which I'm very grateful for. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, so cool, so inspiring. Thank you. And, um, yeah, Aaron, are you ready for the deep question of the Puppet Podcast?
1: The serious questions? <laughs> yeah.
0: Serious.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's get down to it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I I want to know why. I, it's always so interesting to know how everyone explains why they cherish the art of puppetry. So, for you, why?
1: Uh, I think I think it's different to everyone. And um, over the years, I, I've met. Uh, Different people who who uh, utilize puppetry and also appreciate it, uh, and they get into it from for for all different reasons uh, in different fields. Um, to me, I think uh, I cherish it personally because um, for it, it may sound really stupid, but uh, when I was a kid, you know, uh, kids play with dolls and action figures and all sorts of little toys, and they make their own world and express themselves uh, through that world. Yeah. Um, and uh, when I was a kid, uh, you know, that was me with, with toys and action figures. And just growing older, um, getting into like the Muppets and, and seeing that kind of art form, it's, it was one of the, the only tools I could find to keep that uh, imaginary world going, mm-hmm. uh, where you could, you could give life to an object and express your feelings uh, through something uh, to an audience and, uh, and have that audience uh, watch your story. Uh, so I think that's, to me, that's the, the this is the only art form you can still do that in in real time. Um, so uh, I think that's that would probably be my answer.
0: Yeah, yeah that's um, good and that's true. It it makes us connect with this childhood feeling, also like childish. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And, and, there's, and there's you know like as your child you feel you know looking back on on playing you know it was an immature thing, but as an adult you know, seeing people appreciate it and seeing uh, how many people you can reach uh, through the art of puppetry, uh, you really do look back on everything and and, and do cherish it because, for that reason. Yes, so,
0: so cool. So I, I want to have an anecdote now about your crush. Everyone maybe have a moment where you get a spark towards a puppet or a show that you saw. Do you have an anecdote about when your crush happened?
1: My puppet crush? <laughs> um, yes. Uh, it's two parts. Um, you know, like any kid I saw, I think, or anyone who gets into like hand and rod puppetry, especially uh, like these kind of guys, like the studios, like Muppet style puppets. Um, I saw the Muppets and I'm, and I'm sure that's everybody's answer. Like I saw the Muppets, uh, but uh, I saw the Muppets and, um, I used to watch Sesame Street and Sesame Street was great. And I got a lot from it, but I also would, you know, watch Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and um, other shows that were like on Disney Channel at the time. Uh, Disney Channel was just starting to get developed. Uh, So I I knew what puppets were. I had some puppets, um, but they were like, really like small little glove puppets that the mom and dad Mm found for me. I really didn't play with them that often. Uh, But then the show came out uh, called Fraggle Rock on HBO when I was a kid, and it was a Jim Henson show with these little uh, uh, small hand puppets, and I knew they're hand puppets, but they're in all these cool settings like uh, caves, and there are little creatures called deezers uh, that I just thought they had construction hats on and were making things you know, in this world, and you could you know, watch it every week as a kid and mm-hmm. Every episode is different, and you could see them make things in these caves and sing songs and It was unlike anything I've ever seen before yeah uh, so th- at that at that moment, I knew that I knew that there were puppets, but I knew because they were puppets, this was a world uh and possibly a career that I wanted to pursue and get involved in uh, mm-hmm. so I've been locked ever since, so
0: yeah. And I have to admit, I get, like, when I saw the picture that we put on on the, the podcast uh, announcement, this yeah. picture, you have worked on Coco, the, and you have built those puppets from right. the movie. Right. This, this is an amazing experience.
1: Oh, thank you. Yes, uh, uh, I'm very proud of it. Uh, it's one of my biggest projects. Um, and it was still recently. It was about a year ago, so... And it just uh, a couple months ago came out on, on Disney Plus. So if you have Disney Plus, the the show that was done down here at the Hollywood Bowl in L.A. is now uh, it was filmed and now is on Disney Plus as the celebration of the music from Coco. And so in the first five minutes, you can see the puppets, and I'm I'm actually puppeteering one of the puppets along with all the dancers and performers. Uh, and these puppets were we had we made three of them. Pepita was the largest; she was about 35 feet long. Uh, so it was it was an undertaking and we, we did it uh, very quickly. Uh, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I took the job uh, knowing what it was and we worked really hard to deliver those puppets on time and to make them look uh, as close to the characters as possible for, for, uh, for Disney and Pixar. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, when I took the job, I didn't know that, that Pixar was gonna be as involved but they ended up being very hands-on and, and very supportive of everybody in the show, including the puppet builders. Uh, so um, the director of Coco uh, was 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 very very nice to me and uh, very um, complimentary about how the puppets came out. Uh, so yeah, it's still one of my, my proudest moments. But you know, getting into puppetry, you never think you're gonna, you know, you're gonna start something that's eventually gonna be hired by Disney and Pixar. You know, and be working with Pixar, who's yeah, one of my favorite animation companies of all time. Yeah. Uh, so it, that's what I mean. Like, um, uh, if there's any advice I can give to people on that end, it's uh, keep doing what you're going, what you're doing, because uh, you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. You know, you may be hard on yourself or think like this is the day I quit, or you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into do something else. You know, go do something else. But if it's, if it's something in, in the arts that keeps on calling you back, you know, don't, you know. Quiet or silence that voice. Go back to it uh, yeah. because you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. You know, you could be eating noodles one day and then uh, be working for Pixar after that. So <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: So cool! I agree so much. You have to keep doing and persist, and and you get wonderful experience like this. And definitely, yes, it's so incredible. And to create a puppet from a, a 3D animation, it's also a challenge to. To to put this three D stuff in real three D, <laughs>
1: right, right, uh, and actually, um, I, I'll show you. I'll show you later. But actually, behind me, we have. Uh, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, uh, I can that, do this kind
0: it's, of. Yeah. It's a
1: little model of Dante, the dog from Coco. Um, so that's actually a three D file we got from Pixar, uh,
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: I, I I have a head uh, that we made to pattern Dante. So I, I'll show you a little bit about that. How we turn uh, a three D model or 3d animated character into a flat pattern
2: wow.
1: um, yeah so yeah it's it, it takes years to sort of master but uh
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah but congratulations like it's 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 really cool
1: oh thank you yeah it's it was amazing i, I still can't believe it happened
0: <laughs> I want to know in your opinion the feel of study it's always a, a tricky question because everyone come into puppetry from different paths but in your opinion what would be the best feel of study to become a puppeteer?
1: Um a puppeteer uh or I, builder, it could be a builder too. It's, it's- yeah. You know, I started off as I started off as a as a builder, uh, and then I went into puppeteering, and I still do puppeteering on a regular basis, uh, especially in LA. Like you need, I think you need to do both. Uh, and some people prefer not to build, or some people prefer to build and not puppeteer. Um, mm-hmm. I still do both because I still enjoy both. But building's my primary focus, uh, and it's something I try to improve upon uh, every day. I get up out of bed. Uh, and I don't want any project to be the same project. I want to, you know, every project to, I want to try to better myself and to top the last project we've done. Um, puppeteering, um, uh, I, when I made my own puppets and I started off as a teenager, I just thought that, you know, doing local shows for my friends and stuff that, you know, I was, a, uh, I was already like on my way to becoming a good puppeteer and, you know, tomorrow I can go do Sesame street, <laughs> you know? um but you know as you come like 18 or get into your early 20s you realize when you're in that situation especially for uh uh like muppet style puppets where you you're using a monitor and the monitor is in reverse uh mm-hmm. and you're seeing everything that the camera sees on this monitor in reverse that you really need to master that skill set in order to deliver everything that you possibly can to the character that's on your hand uh so uh through that, um, I, I also, in my early 20s, um, I worked for Disney Parks. I was a puppeteer. I, did, I had the opportunity of doing live shows. Uh, we did six shows a day, um, every day of the week. Uh, and I was, I was at Disney Parks on and off for about uh, nine years or so uh, as a puppeteer for them, doing their shows. Wow. Yeah, so uh, through that, uh, you know, obviously, the, the, just the muscle memory of, of keeping a puppet up for 30 minutes six times a day, yeah, your body, it's not easy, and your body, even if it's a light puppet, your body adapts to it, um, and you start you start getting better, and pretty, pretty soon it's just muscle memory. You're not even feeling the weight of the puppet. Yeah. Um, but I learned when I first came to Disney uh, through, you know, early puppet workshops and working with show directors and choreographers and other puppeteers that I, I still think that if you want to get into puppeteering, I highly recommend, uh, I would say, uh, acting is essential. Mm-hmm. uh knowing and knowing how to follow the scripts knowing how to read the other performers uh and knowing where to be a uh, second if you can uh maybe improv comedy or or mime. uh mine is you know it's crucial because essentially that's what you're doing when the puppet most of the time when a puppets alive on your hand it's it's not really about uh to me the lip sync it's yeah. about it.
2: yeah you
1: know, yeah it's about uh less is more so if, if the puppet is there, if the puppet just has its mouth open like that, it looks like it's mine. It looks like it's still alive. Uh, and and mime, I think, is, is a big part of that. So if if your practice being mine, and where you don't have to talk and express yourself through, you know, your body and expression, uh, it, it transfers easily to a puppet. Um, and if you can master all that uh, and put it all together, you know, that's great. Um, but some people never do. You know, I've known I've known puppet performers who Really love it and, and practice every day, and uh, you know, just they 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 sometimes they don't master it, and that's okay, because as long as you love it and you, you, it's still what you want to do, and you keep on, you don't give it up, that's great.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so it it takes time to master. Don't expect to get it overnight. Uh, everyone has learns differently and learns at a different speed. Yeah. So, but yeah, those things were are crucial, I think, to to performing television puppetry well. Uh, if you want to pursue it,
0: yes, that's such a complete answer, and it's true. My, I think you are the first who bring this to the podcast. But I, I really think it's really key. Also, right, you, uh, a fan, a real, real fan. Someone, it's Matt Worley. Maybe you see it in in your side. He said, oh, yeah. is a fantastic puppet builder." I've known oh. him for many years. Super talented.
1: Wow! Yeah. Thanks. Uh, hi, Matt. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Yeah, I Matt I used to work with Matt at Disney. Um, oh. He was one of the head uh, video guys. He used to cut and edit videos for Disney Parks. And and another person who you know took what he the passion uh, of what he wanted to do. He wanted to edit and create his own videos and do it as a company and left Disney to do that. <laughs> started his own business and is you know one of the best video editors ever seen. So. Wow. <laughs>
0: That's so cool, and that's true. And I think Los Angeles also have a lot of opportunity, but you need to be really strong in persistence because you have a lot of people who want the job. And yeah,
1: right. It, yeah, that's one thing about. Uh, I I've lived in Southern California and Northern California. I've been up and down California my whole life in the Bay Area, um, but uh, New York and LA. You know, uh, I think the good and bad things about the cities. Uh, is that if you if you want to do this for a living it is so competitive that if you're forced to better yourself and if you're not trying to better yourself and you're not um, if you're easily defeated uh, you're not you're not going to succeed and, and if you do, if, honestly if you don't want to do that then it's really maybe it's something you, you should be doing because you, you should be passionate about it even if you experience uh, you know hurdles along the way uh, and maybe you if you're defeated in it at some point. Um, if you have the drive and the love for an art form, yeah. uh, that should keep you going up. And if you can't do that in, especially New York, you know, uh, it's it's tough. Uh, same thing for you know, theater performers or, or television performers, mind performers, uh, acrobats. It, if you're in a competitive field, you f- you force yourself to get better.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so I appreciate that, but it is yeah, it also is hard.
0: Yes. <laughs> And, and if people are watching, I would just take the moment to say, like, write down some question or where you are right now. We always appreciate to see where are our people yeah. watching. <laughs> yeah, I want to go to the next question about your definition. I always find interesting to know how you name the job, but how you name a puppet, like the, the material, how you explain it so what is your own definition of a puppet
1: um I think uh I don't know who told it to me I think I heard it uh, at some point when i was when I was right between when I started working for disney and when I was uh, reaching out to other puppeteers when I wanted to uh, uh, work uh, for the muppets at the time
2: uh-huh.
1: uh, and it's i think uh to me, it's, it's still simple. It's, it's not that complicated. I think a puppet's anything, any an inanimate object you can give life to or, or expression through. Um, so anything can be a puppet. You know, it can be uh, like a sock. Uh, it can be an action figure. It can be like a television puppet. Uh, yeah. It can be drawing on your hand. Anything that, that you can give life to uh, for an audience, or it doesn't have to be for audience. It can be for yourself uh i think classifies as a puppet
0: mhm so uh, cool it it's it's so important to to name the craft but it's funny to to have like a, we could do a dictionary at the end <laughs> of the podcast about the definition of everyone
1: right style. yeah and uh it is it is like um you know, working working in with other puppeteers, it is interesting to hear different people's definition because ultimately it it means the same thing. But it's the way that you explain it to, uh, and hold and, and figure it out, like the way you process it as an individual person, is always is always cool to to hear from other puppeteers.
0: Yes, so. and um, I I want to know uh, your vision. I know you are in LA. Maybe you see more instead of me in. in- He's Canada. Uh, The ascension of puppetry. How is it maybe in your area? Do you feel we are in an ascension? Is getting more popular or not? Uh,
1: I think because I grew up, uh, the shows I watched were you know late eighties, early nineties as a child. Yeah. And so I've seen. You know, I grew up loving Star Wars and and uh, a lot of movie stuff that was based on models and puppets. Uh, So. I think uh, it seems like puppets are always coming back. I hope they don't go away. Uh, but right now, I, before the pandemic hit, we were seeing with the, the rise of streaming platforms, movies, it seems to me like movies and work that I've done, that movies and television were gearing away from puppets and going back to CGI. And I know that was a fear when CGI came around, like Jurassic Park, that everyone would be out of work. Uh, and we we did see a loss uh, uh, on that end, but to me, it feels like the rise of the streaming platforms opened the window back to practical effects, whether it be puppetry or you know uh, special effects, makeup, model miniatures, and so right now, that's still like the, the trendy thing. And I don't know if it's for nostalgic purposes that people that's what people that are older now remember as as a kid and want to show their kids, mm-hmm. uh, but. I don't care. <laughs> I just I I know that it, it's people are liking it, and people I think their eyes are tired of watching CGI right now. Uh, yeah. But especially during the pandemic, um, a lot of people are doing stuff at home with puppets and uh, want to see other people do things with puppets. So Netflix has a lot of content that's practical, like Dark Crystal had just premiered before the pandemic hit, and it was phenomenal. And uh, I think. A lot of bigger companies are looking at stuff like that and Mm -hmm. saying well how can we why didn't we do that and how can we do it now Uh, and that's and that's always a good thing whether like I don't I don't know if it's like the peak of puppetry or if we're redoing you know like nostalgic things but um, it's keeping people working and it's making people happy
0: yeah yeah. that's funny you named that the nostalgic feeling because I, we really get some like an uh, old show in my area who come back and on this principle so it's really interesting you, you name it because i think it's really true
1: right yeah and, and you know just seeing like on on on, uh, on stream platforms that they're bringing back even old tv shows that people mm-hmm. remember as a kid that are doing great like look at we have the karate kid show on netflix that you know is the number one show on netflix right now you know yeah. i watched i watched that as a kid um so hopefully that will be a, a trend that continues. And uh, we'll still have you know, the combination of CGI and practical effects like we still have now, yeah. but we won't lose puppetry.
0: Yeah. Yes, so true. And I just want Aaron to let you know that we have people watching from New Zealand. Oh, wow. That's kind of wow. That's
1: one of the places I, I always wanted to go to, so one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one day
0: we will travel more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know that's amazing <laughs> yes
0: and um I want to know as we talk about traveling and purposes and goals, what is your like for your company and your career your big purpose you see for the future
1: uh, i think for me for me as an individual i just wanna i've i've been you know i, I i've- wor- i've worked hard uh nothing to, to like to to have the experiences I think that I've had. And I also used to be hard on myself and, and think that, oh, you know, um, I don't deserve this. But when you do, when you have that mindset, you sort of sabotage yourself. Uh-huh. So, um, I think in general, you should always keep the mindset, uh, of, of being appreciative, mm-hmm. uh, and feeling like it's deserving to you or, or you're going to fail as an artist. Um, uh, but, uh, the purpose of my personal puppetry, uh, is just to, keep working and because puppetry was so personal to me when i was a child uh with fraggle rock and 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 seeing you know puppets when i was a little kid and, you know, gremlins and all sorts of special effects puppets too uh, mm-hmm. that if, if as i'm now 37 if i can still give that to the next generation if they can see a puppet and, and saw what i appreciated and have the love for that and want to continue that or you know, seeing a puppet on you know a computer screen or a live show uh, makes uh, any child or or adult that's having a hard day get through that day or and and smile and you know move on to something another positive experience. That's great. And because I fell in love with puppetry that way, that's still kind of why I do it. Um, and to me, uh, building puppets was, was that, that, that little niche. And if, if I build a puppet and I can hand it on to another puppeteer, I perform it myself. And it, as long as it's seen by the public or an audience that makes, uh, inspires the, the next generation, um, uh, that's, I, I think that's my, my purpose with puppetry yeah. and why I keep on doing it.
2: <laughs> yes. If,
1: if there are a lot of days where you want to give up <laughs> and, uh, or think like, oh, I've done this before. I want to, I'm never going to do something new. It's just always the same it's repetitive stuff. So, if you keep on thinking like that, I think you you can be successful.
0: Yeah, to have a, the the gratitude and also to to do it for the next generation—that's so key.
1: Yeah, yeah, a- and and uh, you know, especially in LA, there's a, there's a lot of companies and, and builders that um, you know are very about self promotion and, um, and 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 trying to step on on the, the little guys that 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 are trying to be inspired and, uh, you know, this is the next, these are the people that are gonna replace us. So mm-hmm. um, I see that all the time and I really I really don't like that. And it, it's always, you know, um, it's sort of like a, a passive aggressive thing, but it's I see that in LA all the time because this is where I work, but I'm sure it happens everywhere, but I'm not
2: yeah.
1: a, a fan of that. I think it, as long as you should always be positive and trying to be uh, inspiring, people who want to learn and not try to uh, suppress that. Yeah. Uh, especially right now in the time we're in. I think I think encouraging people to any not just art and, and anything they want to do is, is a great thing to do. Yeah.
0: I think it's it's part of the good manners in this moment. We yeah. need to support each other and just be grateful as right. for for stuff. And the, the that we are able to keep Working and and that we have this passion, so we have to share it because people need some passionate
1: speech or you know. right, right, too. And, and on on that note, uh, uh, to follow up with you, you know, I, I'm I was I was I, when I was tiny, I didn't know what I wanted to do, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm one of six kids. Uh, and then when I was like when I was eight, I started, I found Fraggle Rock, and all of a sudden, I still was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, but at the at the same time. Building puppets. I wasn't. I didn't realize that this was what I was doing, and I kept on coming back to it. I put it away for a little bit,
2: mm-hmm. and then come
1: back to building puppets because I was passionate about it. So I'm. I'm fortunate enough to have found that when I was a child, yeah, uh, and can still do it as an adult. But there are a lot of people that don't have uh, that passion, and you know, it's very easy, especially during the time we're in, to be stuck in an, a in a, a negative space and. I encourage everyone to find something that keeps you busy, and maybe that will turn into a passion, because uh, that, for a mental mindset, especially right now, <laughs> I yeah. think that's that's a great thing to have.
0: Yeah, so. and we have Mary, Mary Beth, who also agree on the mindset. She said, mindset is fundamental.
1: Right, yeah, I agree.
0: Bring that, so this is a terrific statement you just bring.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's a great statement. I totally agree.
0: Yes. Oh, here, Michelle, I have a question. So let's take a question from the audience. Right okay. there, you mentioned repetition with bills. What kind of bills do you get the most requests
1: for? Uh, in LA, most, m- most of the bills I was doing were like the, that little guy, like uh, muppet style hand puppets with like hand and rods. Uh, and that was primarily the puppets I puppeteered with. Uh, as a teenager, when I wanted to work for Intelligent puppetry, and what I did at Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of the time, uh, it 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 is that that sort of puppet. But we have done everything, like we've done uh, cable puppets, rod puppets, uh, giant puppets, small puppets. But it's usually hand and rod. But oh. it seems it seems like right now, uh, right before the pandemic started, a lot of the stuff has been it used to be for TV, and now a lot of the stuff is for streaming companies like Netflix and um, YouTube series that are trying to launch, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but, but it usually stays, most of the stuff, it, they usually want that. And I'm glad I can deliver that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's usually the number one request to puppet.
0: Yes, so so cool. And um yeah, the, the, we are almost at the end, but I want to know if, like, how you feel about improving our feel, do you feel, we achieve the full potential or you have like something coming next into like even the building side but also the p- puppeteering or what's coming next uh,
1: i it depends uh, I'm, very, <laughs> I'm very I'm very hopeful for it <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't see puppetry going anywhere I think just like like any live theater you know um uh, discipline like acting or you know my performance it, it, there'll always be a need for it it's never gonna it's never gonna disappear but I think puppetry always finds a way to reinvent itself yeah and technology is always improving uh people people are when technology approves people have more tools uh and they have a bigger palette to create with so it just like you know with like Broadway shows you know Broadway shows seem like it was stuck in the same formula for music all the time. And we, we had seen the same thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, Julie Tamer and Michael Curry got together and created the Lion King with yeah. puppetry. And it was something that nobody's ever seen before. So we never know where those people are. Uh, it, could be, it could be you at home and you've yet to, re- to realize that. It could be me, I don't know. Uh, but uh, there's always a reinvention of any kind of art, it seems like. Uh, and then we saw it again, you know, with Hamilton. Uh, after Lion King, you know, it's like nobody thought that could be done. In puppetry, we've seen that before too. Uh, Lion King was a huge step in live puppetry that's still being applied to, like Disney, for example. Um, when that show came out, Disney started to uh, revisit that kind of puppetry in their theme parks and touring shows. Um, and then Circus La, you know, uh, was a huge part of that too. Uh, uh, Incorporating Bunraku uh, uh, and rod puppetry and large puppets that were controlled by multiple people,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, and I th- so I think it's always evolving, and I hope it doesn't get too repetitive. I know sometimes it does, like with like you know the Jim Henson style puppetry. Mm. Um, but I think if you have a passion for it, uh, hopefully it it continues to evolve, and we have yet to see uh, the next thing that's considered genius yeah. in, in puppetry. So.
0: Totally. Yeah. And, and yeah, we. I'm curious about what's coming next. And also to, to see like great creator or vision. And I think we got the time to, to step back a bit during this pandemic moment. We, we see our art form differently. So let's see what, what will happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, you know, I'm sure with everybody too, it's, it's when the pandemic happened, you know, uh, uh, we had, to, we were forced to, to, to have time of quiet and to reflect on things, Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
1: whether we liked it or not. Uh, But as an artist, that was, uh, it was what I needed, even though I didn't realize that I needed it because I was always, I was, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be one of the busier uh, builders in LA um, and and I'm very grateful for that. But when you're forced to stop and reflect on who you are as an artist and everything that's going on around you and, and, and in the art form, Sometimes having that, that 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 silence, the the inner silence, you know, just helps you evolve your art form and inspire other mm-hmm. people, or, you know, help someone out that you know, get into puppetry they never thought want to get in puppetry. You know, like I, when I was watching the podcast, you know, it, I that was one of the things I appreciated about it is, it it was inspiring people, yeah. to to as a consistent inf- source of information for yeah. puppetry, which is great, and that's why I, I loved it and contacted you. So
0: yeah thank you so much we we, thank you we do it as a duty in this time i think we we need to promote and and just put hope over there yeah
1: there's too many there's too many negative things going on right now so uh we should we should support each other right now
0: yes yes totally so to conclude dear aaron i want to maybe bring a puppet do you have maybe a a friend or maybe a a building process you want to show us.
1: Yeah. So yeah, let me, let me grab that, the, the Cocoa puppet. So I can, I sort of show you.
0: Yeah. I will do the full screen. So we see more. (laughs) of. We have Jason who say, amen. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. (laughs) So cool. I
1: support that. (laughs) So, yeah. So, um, when we did, uh, um, Coco the Hollywood Bowl, which is, I encourage families to go watch it on Disney Plus right now. Uh, it's called the Celebration of the Music from Coco. It's an actual taping of the live show we did. Um, so we we received, the, the when Pixar got involved, we received models from them to make these puppets. Um, so this is an actual uh, 3D printing.
0: Wow, uh, I would that it maybe bigger,
1: let's see, like this. Yeah, so this is Dante. <laughs> uh, so it was 3D printed in a computer and we did that. We have a a, um, a, a really talented uh, guy that works with us. He's a, a 3D modeler, and you know, he he does everything. He does he creates um, theatrical sets for for companies and, and touring productions. Uh, his name is Brad Shelton. Uh, he's out in Utah right now, uh, but we work with him all the time. Um, and he printed these for us and shipped them to us uh, in Southern California. So this is an actual like 3D print of, of Pixar's model. Yeah. Um, so this is Dante, and then this is an actual scale pattern of
0: okay, I mean, bigger, like like this, yeah. Yeah.
1: So this is Dante's head. Oh
0: my god!
1: So you see how big it is, and this is the opening right here is the mouth. So the yeah. mouth is like that, and then the cavity is where the nose would go.
2: Uh huh.
1: But if we if we crush it like that, uh, you can see that's that's pretty much the way it was as a flat pattern on foam.
2: Uh huh.
1: Um, so I know like I've, you know, through people that have been inspired to puppetry and, and approached me, um, you know, I, I know they, they've told me they've, they've, they've taken clay models and, and pulled patterns off those of clay models. And I, I think cause I, I was such an old school puppet builder that I still do it. Like I don't use those. I still figure out uh, darts and patterns of, of a flat piece of paper and how that's going to be, uh, you know, the 3d shape. And if you look at, you know, these two, uh-huh. like just the head, that's still pretty close. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, and, and the finished product, which you can watch on, on Disney Plus, is, is kids were mesmerized by seeing their you know their friend Dante from Coco, lot you know in front of them, and it was you know six feet above their head. Um, so um, that's still something I try to continue on is that that sort of patterning method as long as it comes to, you know, uh, foam puppets. Uh, and that's an, another thing why you know that I still want to do. It. So moving forward, um, I'm working on uh, some uh, video series that hopefully will come out in the next uh, two weeks or so uh, about how I make puppets uh, using that method and how uh, you know from concepts we have a a designer we work with who does animation, so we have a sketch from him. So we're gonna try to do a weekly thing where we take the the animated character on a flat piece of paper and then sh- like walk you through the process, um, without hiding anything from you of how we make this puppet. Um, because, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the when I, when I see other people coming to me, like, Oh, I, I this thing that, it, um, it has like all these, a million pieces. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't even, you know, like what figure that out. Like, I don't know why, if you're trying to get a puppet tree or like puppet building, that's that's like starting out the, the hardest part. Like, why would you? <laughs> so I want, I want to try to do that because it is, you know, it is a dying, that, that in itself is a dying art from, for builders. Uh-huh. Uh, and that was the original Henson technique uh, for like the Fraggles and the Muppet Show puppets. Um, so uh, I, I still want to try to keep that going and try to stray people away from that. Because I know if I'm looking at that, like, why would you do it that way? Uh, for someone who wants to get into it, that's kind of discouraging for them. <laughs> and I don't want anybody, you know, I want to inspire more people to build puppets and love puppetry. So I don't want to be them quitting like, oh, this is ridiculous. So I'm like, well, that's, that's a good idea. Then. Maybe I should try to do that. So during the pandemic, I've been, I have been busy uh, doing uh, streaming, streaming shows and, and other shows that are hopefully coming out soon on other uh, platforms. But, um, uh, yeah, I wanted to not let this go and to get back to it.
0: So. yes and that's so cool so just uh, to make sure i'm tracking you draw on a paper and you put it on the phone and it's fitting like from just yeah. better and wow it's a,
1: it's a it's a lot closer to like um here's an like another one we did this was believe it or not this is a, a penguin we did for dreamworks theme parks
2: uh-huh. uh,
1: so this is this is it compressed so that's how it'd be as a flat piece of foam and all these little these little um I don't know if you see that, but yeah, this is the prototype. This wasn't the finished penguin. (laughs) We went through a couple of them, Uh, but all those little marks are, are darts. So imagine like a costume piece. If you're learning how to make costumes, you know, it's, it's a flat piece of paper and you cut darts in it to create the 3d shapes and that one piece uh, you'll duplicate it and then make a a 3d shape. So it's, it's it's very, it's a lot simpler. And it's a lot of the old school uh, I think handsome way. So I want to, Try to bring that back.
0: That's cool. So we have Brad who say, Haran is the best. A true genius.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's Brad who I was talking about at Utah. He's, he's uh, always working. Uh, he does, uh, he's a singer-designer that works with Disney Theatrical all the time, actually. In oh, Tuacon. Cool. That's how I met him. Uh, they, Disney Theatrical works with Tuacon Center for the Arts out in Utah. Uh, oh. And I was lucky enough to get involved with Disney Theatrical, and they introduced me to... To and Brad, so
0: wow, so much like it's connection, eh? Our yeah, job.
1: it's it's you know appreciating what you do and and always loving it and and people people find you and 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 will always if you meet the right people and and treat them the way you want to be treated, they always come back to you, uh, and that's been half of my recurring business.
0: That's so cool. It's so philosophical at the same time, <laughs> much, like good quote. Maybe we oh, were, okay. we're so still... take those one. It's so. So true.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, especially right now. <laughs> so.
0: Yes. Thank you so much, Aaron, you. for your time and your your great work. And I I wish you the best. I I want to see every day. <laughs> and, oh, thank
1: you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm glad we, like I said, I know we've both been busy, but I'm glad we finally got to connect with each other. And hopefully, we can do it again. And uh, I can keep you posted on on projects I'm doing here in the in the workshop because we're creating a. A studio makerspace that's almost done. So
0: yeah, so true. And if people are curious about your company, where they they should look at.
1: Yeah, so my website is uh uh propuppetmakers.com. Uh and also you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is propuppetmakers and you can keep updated on what we're doing. I sort of don't really do the Facebook thing anymore because I find like I'm more of a visual person, so I like to yeah, Not definitely. self-promote, just show my art on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so Instagram is sort of the go-to place for new projects. And especially the the new videos that are coming out, we're going to be promoting them on Instagram. So.
0: Oh, well, yeah. So let's have a look on Instagram. So, definitely. yeah, thank you again. It, it's amazing. Let's oh, say that the border will open and every puppeteer could travel and, and see what each other do.
1: Yeah, some my, of my great friends are, are builders and performers in Canada. So I, I need to go pay them a visit as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so cool. So I say goodbye and and stay in the virtual studio. And okay, we'll bye.
1: <laughs> I will. Thanks for having me. Uh, hopefully, yeah,
0: I'll do it again. You. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will do this right here. Hey. So thank you, everyone, for watching again and yeah stay tuned for other episodes we have this workshop coming really soon it's this sunday so if you want to know more about like how we handle this funny moment uh, this pandemic time how mr leo gets into action it will be really interesting to to see that so it's on sunday at one look at the patreon below and uh, yeah we have plenty of episode coming next week really pretty great puppeteer so stay tuned for another episode so have a good evening however where you are